Greetings from Jerusalem, the only city on the planet which is called the Throne of the Lord, Jeremiah 3.17. Our theme song you just heard is Tukun Olam, which resonates the soul of this broadcast to help repair the world, especially the church and Israel. What can we offer that few others can? Tune in each week. Our message is coming from Jerusalem and will give real meat to the Word of God in this season of much-needed Bible truth. For the one billion Christians in the world, I would like to see this broadcast help you catch a glimpse of what you've been missing and to help you reconnect your faith to the missing link. I guarantee you'll go deeper in the Word of God from tuning in to Heartbeat for Israel, sponsored by Christian Friends of Israel Jerusalem at cfijerusalem.org. Why? There's so much to tell. Just join us now for our time together. Good morning, wherever you are in the world today, or good evening, but this is Sharon Sanders, and I'm speaking today on taking the words of Jesus seriously. Hopefully you are a believer. If you are not, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, but I want to quote today from the book of Psalms. I'm quoting today from Psalm 119 and verse 160 from the Complete Jewish Study Bible. And it reads, the main thing about your word is that it's true. And all your just rulings last forever. Taking the words of Jesus seriously, that's our message today. You know, Bible prophecy, the second coming, and the kingdom on earth fall into a prerequisite preparatory knowledge needed for the end times especially for Christians. Every pulpit should be strengthening the master's sheep and laying the groundwork for the future. It's been said Israel is God's key to world redemption. So why is there so much silence from our pulpits? I hope to be able to answer a little bit of this question today on this episode of Heartbeat for Israel. You know, it was an ordinary morning when my husband and I were listening to Pastor Carter Conlon from the Times Square Church in New York City. While preaching, he spoke the words, we need to take the words of Jesus seriously. I quickly ran to write down his stimulating words. My conscience was convicted that all of Yeshua's words are of equal importance, not just ones we're familiar with or choose to memorize. I hope that all of us read the whole Bible because I am confident that Yeshua was saying to his Tommy Dean, his disciples, believe me, everything my father has spoken in the Torah will come to pass. Everything. Nothing will be left out. Since the king declared it, and that's what we believe as Christians, that Jesus is the King of Kings. Nothing will be left out. I would think our pulpits in the churches would be teaching the biblical prophetic promises 
from the Jewish scriptures in order to be prepared for the future so that we can absorb his wisdom. Both testaments solidify and cross-reference one another and communicate their significance to our faith. Jesus strongly implies that for the Torah's prophetic nature not to be fulfilled would be imaginable. Well, there's a lot of hungry sheep out there in the church today around the world. And in the natural, animal experts tell us that sheep are almost always hungry. They bleat in anticipation of being fed and will rapidly approach a feeding area. A lack of appetite is probably the most common symptom exhibited by a sick sheep. Well, I realize we're not sheep. We're likened unto sheep as Yeshua taught his parable stories to his disciples. Doesn't it seem strange to you that our fellowships and congregations are not taught about this wonderful coming kingdom to earth foretold by Jesus in the New Testament when he walked the earth, the recorded messages and words of Jesus. It amazes me why more sheep are not fed whole milk instead of 1% of God's words these days. There's just so many that are hungry. In the United States, the decline in church membership coincides with an increase in Americans who don't identify with a particular religion. A crisis of faith is, has been reported. Young adults often participate less in religious activities than older generations. The most recent Gallup poll survey finds that fewer than half of Americans have formal membership in a local church. This is according to WND World News Daily in 2021. World News Daily News Center says around the world we either see famine or revival, and frankly revivals usually happening in the underground church somewhere or in impoverished nations. Just suppose that Christians are pressing into what the Spirit of God is saying about the coming kingdom, and many truly are. In that case, they'll be excited to know all of the promises of God and how to hang on for a rough ride. His kingdom is going to break through in his timing. And this is according to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 2 and verse 10. I like to think of a genuine United Nations coming, formed under Almighty God. No democracy, but a theocracy under God's rule. Kingdoms are going to crumble. Yes, folks, kingdoms are going to crumble and governments are going to fall. But God, in the end, will be all in all. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 28, the appearing of the Messiah is coming closer each day. We are moving toward an authentic one nation under God. What a glorious event will come to Jerusalem as foretold in the Bible. 
we need to let it sink in that it won't be the establishment of a Christian nation, but a new humanity. According to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 15, this humanity will be born of God. Now, don't let Dr. David Stern, a wonderful, wonderful man who uh, co-authored and translated the Jewish New Testament and commentary. Don't let it startle you, but he says, there is no Christian Messiah. This is in the complete Jewish Bible, study Bible. There's no Christian Messiah. That's right, he's correct. The Messiah must be a Jewish Messiah and fulfill the Jewish scriptures. Jesus meets all the requirements. Since we appear to be in high gear racing toward the intensity of the end times, we definitely need the meat of the word from the Torah of God, the voice of his words, what is called the Old Testament. For Yeshua's words in the New Testament, he was quoting the what is known as as improper as it is, the Old Testament, the Jewish scriptures. This is what Jesus was quoting. The Torah and the Newer Testament are a perfect combination to compare with each other. I've spent my life cross-referencing my Bibles and learned that both Testaments go hand in hand. Now, most Christian pulpits remain silent about the coming 1,000-year reign on earth. Why are we not hearing more about it? Why are we not taught to yearn for this coming? God forbid that Christians betray God's chosen people in the end times. If we betray Israel, we're betraying the Lord. Check Matthew 25, the chapter, the 25th chapter. Read it and see. The Lord is busy restoring all things, according to the book of Acts, chapter 3 and verse 21. Part of that all things is that Christians return to their spiritual foundations, built upon the prophet, apostles, all Jews. Ephesians, chapter 2 and verse 20. Each man followed God's Torah. The truth was suppressed during the Dark Ages and Reformation. But I I find Christians from different nations today are very hungry to, hungry to hear the whole counsel of God expounded upon and made clearer. If anyone is looking for a Gentile Jesus, they will never find him. He's a Jew in the flesh, in his humanity. And in John, the fourth chapter and 22, Jesus makes it clear about with whom he identifies when he says, we Jews, check it out. John chapter 4 and verse 22. Prepare for the future now. As a deluge of Bible prophecy headlines inundates the media in Israel these days, I will continue to speak in support of Israel and the necessity for all Christians to buckle down and climb on board as we fly into the end times. Let's make sure we're flying on the right airplane with God's airline. Now, basically in modern-day English, Jesus would have been saying about the Torah something like, mark my word. <laughs> in other words, mark my word for sure. Jeremiah said, who has marked his word and heard it? 
That's the 23rd chapter and 18th verse. In an article written by Dr. David Bivin from the JerusalemPerspective.com, he makes a point on the finality of Yeshua's statement in Matthew 5 and verse 18. He says, Jot and tittle are not everyday words in English. In a statement about the continuing validity of the Torah, Jesus uses a difficult-to-understand idiom. The Greek basically reads, until pass away the heaven and the earth, iota, one or one point, by no means will pass away from the law. English translations have not helped readers understand the idiom. When something is jotted down, Jesus tells us not even a little bit, or the tiniest fraction, not even a suggestion or suspicious question should be raised about the Torah's predictions. All of it will be completed and fulfilled as it was God-given. Bible prophecy always lends an air of seriousness to what the Bible is saying regarding the significance of the Lord's coming, which all of the church needs to be learning about. God's everlasting voice, the bat kol in Hebrew of God, behind the Torah has been misunderstood and all but forgotten by many Christians. While not attempting to bring anyone under the law, I believe that we need to see the importance of obeying God's commands through the eyes of Yeshua as he taught. For those of us who are believers in Yeshua, we must let it sink in that he taught Torah when he walked the earth, just not according to man's doctrines. The New Testament was founded upon the Torah. In the future kingdom coming to earth, it is the same message, every jot and tittle, which Yeshua spoke about, that will go forth from Zion. That's chapter 2 and verse 3 of the prophet Isaiah's book. I believe that the earth is groaning for return to its creator, crying out for the breaking through of God's kingdom when he will rule. That's why we have so much spiritual warfare in Israel today. The Torah prophecies about the coming kingdom. It will be a time when the government will be upon his shoulders. That's Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It will not be run as a democracy, but a theocracy, as I mentioned. The rule of law will be interpreted by the Messiah of God. Psalm chapter 2, verses 7 to 9. The voice behind the words, now not rabbinical or pastoral interpretations, will be delivered the way the Almighty wants it delivered to the world. He's going to deliver it his way. Light will be shed on every jot and tittle. It's also imperative that we realize that there'll be no dominating religion in the coming kingdom. Religion will have to bow the knee to the name above all names, just like everyone else. Just study Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 23. Romans chapter 14 and verse 11. Philippians chapter 2, 10 to 11. As we presently watch the kingdoms of this world fall into the shadows, 
his kingdom will arise. Don't be surprised at any nation that falls and fails and recedes into the shadows because Israel must rise. We Christians often quote and proclaim the scriptures over loved ones who are ill or infirm. This proclamation is scriptural and expresses our faith in the word of God to heal. In the past year, around 304,805 Jewish people composed a letter and copied a new Torah scroll from God's word hoping that this unity of believing God and what he's decreed in heaven might produce healing for the world from the plague of COVID. It brought unity to those walking in faith. The Jewishness of the master and the Jewishness of Christianity should bring us a deeper understanding of the scriptures and a closer unity. It should be a tool in the hands of God to bring us into holy unity where one God, one Messiah, one new humanity are transformed through God's love and the blood of the Lamb shed from the foundation of the world. One God. In God's coming kingdom, there will be one, not one speck of anti-Semitism found. According to Romans chapter 11, 15 to 18, 23 to 26, and John chapter 10, verse 16, there'll be one tree, not two. One commonwealth of Israel, the book of Ephesians chapter 2, 11 to 13. One body, Ephesians chapter 2, 14 to 17. One united stick. Ezekiel 37, 16 to 19, and Ezekiel 37, 21 to 23. One bride, Revelation 19, 6 to 9, and chapter 21, 9 to 12. And one house, or temple of God. That's chapter 2 of Ephesians again, verses 19 to 21. This is written by uh, Mr. Jan Willem van der Hoven. You can check that on his website. There will be no more divisions, for God is a God of unity and not division. Hallelujah! Look how many divisions and splits there are in Christendom. Messiah will be our teacher. We will inherit the blessings of Israel through joining the Israel of God, the redeemed Israel, the commonwealth, during the coming kingdom. That's Ephesians chapter 2, 11 to 21 and three, five to six, where we are fellow heirs with a redeemed land and people. All of man's traditions, dogmas, creeds, and commentaries do not exist, and only God rules in this kingdom. Thousands of denominations that evolved over the centuries in Christendom will have to bow and become one in Messiah Jesus, doesn't the future excite you? It does me. I get so excited. The same within the Jewish world. People will need to come together. The wall between Judaism and Christianity will be torn down again. And every jot and tittle of the scriptures will be explained with authority. Well, while shepherds slumber, 
and leaders are asleep, God is going to work in Israel anyway. All we need to do is look around among the nations, as the Bible says to do, and it'll astound us. The nations are now in a battle to save themselves, which they can't do. Many fight the spirit of violence in the streets and homes, scoffers at the church doors, laughing at good people. They feel their strength is a god. God is beginning to execute judgment of the nations, for they have forsaken the God of Israel, the word of the God of Israel, the Torah, the Jewish scriptures, the Gentile, Savior. Yeshua, the Jewish king of kings, is one, and evil is everywhere. A new generation that does not know Joseph or know that Israel is rising. We see oppression and war, the elite living in luxury with plenty of food to eat. There's not only gay pride, but pride of self-rights. It's about me in the church. And all I could care less is about others. I want to take care of myself. That's pride. And world leaders amassing the people's wealth, the plundering of nations, bloodshed and violence, threats of invasions and, well, domination of other people's lands, trembling in many places, overtaking through blood, nations exhausting themselves to no avail, and the woes go on and on. One day the earth will be full of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, and Adonai's glory will be as waters cover the sea. That's according to the old prophet Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse 14. It's my prayer that the church, that anyone who is reading the words of Jesus out there, that they take the words of Jesus seriously and pay attention to Bible prophecy and pay attention to the coming kingdom that is written about in the whole counsel of God and to be aware that he is returning soon. This is Sharon Sanders with Heartbeat for Israel. Please join me on our next episode. We have talked about every jot and tittle being fulfilled and the scriptures being explained with authority by God himself in the coming kingdom. And we're going to talk about the wall which needs to be torn down in our next episode of Heartbeat for Israel. Thank you for tuning in. Shalom from Jerusalem. And I'll see you next week on Heartbeat. God bless.